Hello, 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 and welcome to the Cells and Circuits podcast. I am your host, Chibeze Anakor, and on this episode, we'll be talking about my most anticipated animation, tech, and video games of 2023. And so without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, so let's just jump right into my most anticipated animation of 2023. Now, keep in mind that this is not a comprehensive list. As usual, there could be some surprises throughout the year and some shadow drops, maybe even um, or maybe even some. Well, yeah, some surprises or shadow drops, maybe even some like April Fool's pranks like Adult Swim does. So like anything could happen, Um, but this list is not comprehensive, like not everything or this isn't representative of everything that's going to come out in 2023. In regards to animation, I feel like I should preface it by saying that. Um, But now, let's just jump right into it. So, as far as new series go, um, we're going to start off with Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Um, That is an animated series from Gendy Tartakovsky of Samurai Jack and Primal fame. Um, I mean, what more can I say? I mean, it's Gendy Tartakovsky. I mean, he's pretty much one of the most respected creators in the animation industry. So I'm very much looking forward to Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Um, we haven't gotten any teaser trailer for it, which I'm very surprised by that because... Cartoon Network had their um, their 30th anniversary thing, um, but they didn't show like any teaser or anything for the show. Um, you know, we we left that 30th anniversary celebration knowing just as much as we did going into it. So. I feel like that would have been a perfect opportunity to show, hey, despite all of the bullshit that our parent company put us through um, in 2022, we want you to know that we're still alive and kicking and we still got, you know, good stuff coming and Unicorn Warriors Eternal is one of them, you know. But that's just me. That's how I would have handled it if I had something to show. Um, which I'm sure by now they got to at least have something. Um, but anyway, yeah, Unicorn Warriors Eternal, be on the lookout for that. It's going to come out sometime later this year on Cartoon Network and HBO Max or whatever the Frankenstein combined streaming service of HBO Max and Discovery Plus is going to be. Um, but yeah, um, and up next we got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is right around the corner, premieres February 10th on Disney Channel, um, and the first six episodes will be available on Disney Plus on February 15th, so be on the lookout for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I'm excited for this one because... The animation looks awesome, Um, and I believe Lawrence Fishburne is producing it, Um, and I've loved Lawrence Fishburne um, in quite a lot of, quite a lot of stuff, like The Matrix and um, John Wick and all, or just a lot of other movies that he's been in, so... I'm very much excited for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Also, I mean, 
Moon Girl's a black girl. Um, I mean, you know, got to support our black superheroes, you know? Um, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, besides the, um, besides like the motion com or the motion comics and stuff like that. Um, I believe this is the first black superhero cartoon since Static Shock, which was probably like 23 years ago. I believe that came out in 2000. So, yeah, we are long overdue for a for a uh, superhero show with a black protagonist uh, or a superhero cartoon, excuse me, with a black protagonist. So I am very much excited for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And I think that's probably going to be the first big animation W of 2023, because Lord knows that Western animation could use all the W's it can get. Um, but anyway, um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, it's right around the corner. Look for it. Um, and yeah, uh, let's move on to Scavenger's Reign. Now, Scavenger's Reign is an HBO Max original um, that's coming out later this year. I don't know whether that's going to be before the Discovery Plus merger or after the Discovery Plus merger, but either way, it's coming to that service later this year. And I'm excited for it because I saw the uh, short that uh, or for Scavengers back in 2016 on Adult Swim's Toonami. So it looked amazing it looked gorgeous um and from what i've seen of scavenger's reign from the trailer or for the teaser that they put out last year it looks absolutely gorgeous um and so i am very very excited for scavenger's reign and that will probably be the series that makes me temporarily um resubscribe to HBO Max after they removed all the content that they did last year and um, I unsubscribed to HBO Max because of it. Um, Scavenger's Reign may pull me back in, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so yeah, Scavenger's Reign, definitely look forward to that. Um, look out for that later this year. Um, and then next up, we got Kizazi Moto Generation Fire. Now, this is an anthology of shorts that are actually created in various countries within Africa, which is very important to me as a Nigerian American um, or as someone of Nigerian descent, basically. Um, I think Africa or the African continent gets ignored way, way too much in media nowadays. Um, and I'm glad that we're now getting more books, more TV shows, um, and even some movies that are heavily centered in African culture um, and African um, mythology. Um, so I'm very much excited for Kizazi Moto Generation Fire. Again, it's an anthology of animated shorts. So think of like the Animatrix or Batman Gotham Knight or Halo Legends or Love, Death and Robots, things like that. Um, it's basically going to be like that, or at least I hope so. Um, and I mean, honestly, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Um, hopefully with Black History Month coming up, Disney can um, show us something 
in regards to Kizazi Moto Generation Fire, um, I'm surprised that Disney didn't um, use like the massive premiere of Black Panther Wakanda Forever to promote Kizazi Moto Generation Fire, even with a teaser. Like that was such a missed opportunity on Disney's part, but that's just me. Anyway, Kizazimoto Generation Fire, look out for it on Disney Plus later this year. Next up, we have Castlevania Nocturne. Castlevania Nocturne is a spinoff of the well-received Netflix series Castlevania based on the video game. Of or based on the video game franchise of the same name, so I'm very much looking forward to Castlevania Nocturne. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of Netflix's Castlevania, I think it was an awesome series. Um, now I haven't really played the video games, but I can tell you that I like. The animation was gorgeous. The action was awesome. The storyline was great. Um, And just pretty much everything about it uh, was very good. And it was one of, it's probably one of the best video game adaptations to have ever existed. Um, And so if you haven't seen um, the original Netflix Castlevania series. I highly recommend watching it. Um, It's on Netflix and Castlevania Nocturne is also going to come to Netflix sometime this year, hopefully. Um, So be on the lookout for that. And then the next series I want to talk about is Iwaju. So this one is also a series um based or that's based in african myth um and african uh or has a lot of african lore in it so um this series was a collaboration between disney and a pan-african um comic company uh, called kugali media and so Um, and so I'm very, I was very curious about it when I heard that they were collaborating because they have, or Kugali has quite a few comics, um, that, or quite a few comics that, um, or that have been released, um, and that, you know, center on like some piece of African myth or African lore and and things like that. So I'm pretty excited about Iwaju. Um though though I will say the character designs of the animated series looking kinda rough but um I'll reserve I'll reserve um you know my final judgment for after I've actually seen the show. Um, so that should be coming out later this year on Disney plus. Um, so look out for that. And then, yeah. Um, next up is Batman caped crusader. So Batman caped crusader is a show or is a Batman animated series from Bruce Tim, who did Batman the Animated Series back in the 90s, and also J.J. Abrams of, of um, like, the recent Star Wars trilogy fame, or, um, you know, quite a lot of other movies, like Super 8 and things like that. So, I'm pretty excited uh, just from like those two names um and like I am pretty upset that uh HBO Max 
passed on this show because because how do you pass on on a animated Batman series with Bruce Tim and JJ Abrams attached to it like that just blows my mind that HBO Max passed on it but they are shopping it to other services and it looks like the front runner may be Amazon Prime because uh, Amazon Prime Video if you don't know has an or has a deal with Warner Brothers over a bunch of DC animated series so it would make sense for Batman Caped Crusader to go to Amazon and I hope that it does I hope that it goes somewhere because I want to see this series released and it looks like it's or if it is going to be released it's probably going to be this year or maybe even sometime next year Hopefully it's this year, but we'll see. So be on the lookout for Batman Caped Crusader. Um, I very much want to see this series as it'll be a spiritual successor to Batman, the animated series. Um, And then the last two that I'm going to talk about um, in the new series are uh, Hell's Paradise, which is based on, or it's an anime based on the manga of the same name, which I haven't read, but don't tell anyone that. Um, and also Uzumaki, which is uh, based on the uh, Junji Ito story of the same name. Um, and Uzumaki is actually a Toonami original, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Toonami um, is definitely in need of good content because um, Crunchyroll is acting brand new after they merged with Funimation, so they haven't really been very cooperative with Toonami on content, so Toonami has been leaning more into originals like Fena Pirate Princess and, um, God, um, Blade Runner Black Lotus and Shenmue. Um, but all of those, I don't know if all of those got written off for tax purposes last year, um, with all of the BS going on over at Warner Brothers Discovery, but um, but yeah, I do think that, uh, Toonami needs some good content and I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that Uzumaki can, um, definitely kick that off this year. Um, because I don't know if they can air any of the other series that I just mentioned. So yeah, Uzumaki, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's been delayed so much so hopefully it comes out this year and yeah um all right so next up um we got the continuing series i'm very um excited about or the first one that i'm going to talk about is one that i'm heavily anticipating um and that's invincible season two I am looking forward to Invincible Season 2. I enjoyed Season 1 so much. Um, and I believe that Invincible is one of the top-rated programs on Prime Video. So if you haven't seen Invincible Season 1, I highly recommend watching it. Um, that's coming out, or Season 2 is coming out late 2023 according to a recent trailer that Amazon had shared about it so highly recommend watching Invincible um and I'm going to be on the lookout for season two and yeah um next up 
is Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, and I know that's already airing, um, and I need to catch up on it, um, but Star Wars The Bad Batch um, is basically a spinoff of uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, it takes place pretty much directly after the events of The Clone Wars, and... And, like, it's animated in the exact same style as uh, The Clone Wars. I, of course, mean the 2008 CGI uh, Clone Wars series, which is the series that got me into Star Wars in the first place. So I am very much, um, I'm very much uh, looking forward to seeing um, The Bad Batch and catching up to it um and yeah i i mean honestly i i just i want to see more stuff uh like the bad batch um and more more animated series in the star wars universe maybe one day we can get a 2d animated series in the star wars universe because the last one we had was Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Gendy Tartakovsky Star Wars Clone Wars from 2003. So it's been 20 years since we've had a 2D uh, Star Wars animated series. But um, that's beside the point. Anyway, I am looking forward to Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. Um and so that's on Disney Plus right now. Um, you could definitely go watch it. And yeah, um, next up is another Star Wars series, uh, Star Wars Visions Season 2. Um, and Star Wars Visions is an anthology series, um, much like the ones that I mentioned when I was talking about Kizazi Moto Generation Fire. Um, so, Star Wars Visions was basically a bunch of shorts from, um, from different studios in Japan. And a bunch of, or a bunch of anime shorts from different studios in Japan. And each of them did a great job. Um, I think that they all had their unique stories to tell um, and they def or some of them definitely incorporated Japanese uh, culture into Star Wars um, very well. And honestly, I can't wait to see what season two brings or what short season two brings, especially because Disney is going outside of Japan. They're branching out into other parts of the world, including Africa, for Star Wars Visions Season 2. So I'm very much excited to see what shorts come out of each of these countries. Um, So yeah, look out for Star Wars Visions Season 2. That's going to be later this year on Disney+. And then one or uh, one continuing anime that I want to shout out is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Um, I'm very much looking forward to Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Um, I'm, or I very much enjoyed watching Season 1 of Jujutsu Kaisen. So, um, so yeah, I mean, what more can I say? It's, it's based on a manga, um, of the same name from Shonen Jump. It's, or it's animated by MAPPA, which has been doing an incredible job as of late, um, animating various series. So yeah, I'm, or what more can I really say about Jujutsu Kaisen season two? Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. So that's coming out later this year. Um, be on the lookout for that. 
And then as far as movies go, there are only two that I'm looking forward to this year. Um, one of them is, of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I love uh, Into the Spider-Verse. That was an amazing movie. I even own it on Blu-ray. Um, it's that good. So it's probably one of my favorite animated movies of all time and easily one of the best superhero movies of all time. And yeah, that's including all of the live action MCU and, and everything like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is definitely one of the best superhero movies of all time. So I'm very excited to see the sequel to that, which is Across the Spider-Verse, and just the impact that Into the Spider-Verse had on the animation industry is just incredible. Like, you have Japanese animators being like, hey, this is what we have to beat. We have to strive to beat into the Spider-Verse. And I think that's that's honestly very inspiring. And, um, and I'm glad to see that kind of motivation um, in the animation industry. So, yeah, very much looking forward to Across the Spider-Verse. That's coming out, I believe, in... June of this year I could be wrong um but but definitely look out for Across the Spider-Verse I think it's going to be an awesome movie and then last but not least um is an anime movie and that's Psychopath Providence um which is a movie to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of Psychopaths, and I enjoyed Psychopaths season one. I was, or I think it was, or at the time, or when I watched it, I thought it was probably like my generation's Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> um, though. I could probably see like Ghost in the Shell fans probably getting mad at me for saying that, but I thought it was a pretty good, or I thought a Psychopath season one was probably one of my favorite anime of the 2010s. Um, season two was all right, but it wasn't as good as season one. Um, and then season three, I haven't really seen because I've watched Psychopaths dubbed. And because season three of Psychopaths is in Amazon jail, it hasn't been dubbed yet. Um, and no one has picked it up to dub it. So not Sentai, not Funimation. Well, I guess now Crunchyroll. Um, so... Yeah, I, um, I'm very, or I am behind on Psychopaths, but once I watch season three, um, and catch up, I'll be ready for Providence and I'm very much looking forward to Providence. I, I, <laughs> wow, I can't talk today. And I hope that Providence is, is a good movie. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I can think of that I am looking forward to in terms of animation. Do you think I should be looking forward to something else? Uh, let me know. Let me know what you think I should be looking forward to. Let me know what you're looking forward to in terms of animation in 2023 on social media or on discord and we can continue the conversation there but that's it for this topic and i'll see you in the next one 
Up next, we'll get into the most anticipated tech of 2023. And then after that, we'll get into the most anticipated video games of 2023. The Cells and Circuits podcast will be right back. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about my most anticipated tech of 2023. And to start off, we're going to go with hardware. So one of the tech items that I'm most excited about for 2023 is the Pixel tablet. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with Google and its products because I like Google's products due to them saving me time and, um, and a lot of effort in finding what I need. But at the same time, Google unfortunately reminds us that they can take away a service at any time, even if you like it. And you're just going to have to accept that. And the most recent example is, of course, Stadia, um, which I... (laughs) or which I really enjoyed using, but um, but that's beside the point. I am still excited for the Pixel tablet simply because it'll have um, a Tensor chip. Now, whether it's the first generation or the second generation one, I don't know, but either way, it's going to have quite a lot of power, and I'm going to be interested in having a tablet that's or having an Android tablet that's finally capable of doing more than maybe two tasks at a time because I like I like something like the Nokia T20 but the thing is that Nokia's tablets are very underpowered and Um, I mean, I do like that it has stock Android, um, or at least the pixel experience or, well, yeah, the pixel tablet has the pixel experience on top of Android 13. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and it's going to have the power that, that I need to do more stuff on it than just, you know, watching things. I would also like to, you know, do some work on it um, and maybe even edit some videos using LumaFusion because the Tensor will definitely have enough power to do that. So I'm very excited for the Pixel tablet and also like not a lot of Android tablets on the market just have that like stock experience like you have Samsung doing their thing with their tablets you have Lenovo doing their thing with their tablets with with all these different skins and then apparently OnePlus is also going to uh, release a tablet and, and that's going to have its own skin so like I'm more used to the stock experience and the pixel experience is very close to that. And so I really value that. And that's part of the reason why I'm very excited about the pixel tablet. So yeah, looking forward to that. It should be coming sometime this year, whether it's at Google IO in, in either May or June or, Um, maybe it'll be sometime after that when they launch the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro. All I know is the Pixel tablet is coming this year, according to Google. So I really, really hope that um, they strike a home run with this. And even... I even want them to have like a keyboard attachment to it simply because 
um, it'll have enough power to do work stuff. So, yeah. Um, Pixel tablet. Look out for it later this year. And then next up is the Pixel Watch 2. I am rocking the first Pixel Watch, which came out this past October. But I'll be lying to you if I or if I say that I wish there wasn't more power under the hood because I wish there was more power under the hood um, for this tablet and or not tablet uh, for this watch. And also, I wish the battery life was better. So um, I hope that both of those things will be fixed with a potential Pixel Watch 2. Maybe they get a new processor and with that processor comes better battery life. Who knows? Um, But I hope that's the case. Um, And I'm very much looking forward to the Pixel Watch 2. And so next up is a product that's already out at the time of recording this. And that is the Razer Edge. Now, I want to get my hands on it um, to review it um, and, uh, you know, just play games on it because I've had two Android handheld gaming uh, devices that I've been using uh, for the past year. And those two are the AYN Odin Pro and the Logitech G Cloud. Um, and the AYN Odin Pro, um, that is a great device. The only thing or the only gripe I have with it is that because it's more geared towards emulation and uh, retro or well, retro emulation, um, the face buttons are in the Nintendo layout and I would rather have them in the Xbox layout. So that's probably the biggest gripe that I have with them. And so I had to put stickers on them uh, with <laughs> with uh, like with the buttons in the Xbox layout, though I did order some replacement buttons and or on Etsy um, and those should be coming in soon. And hopefully um, I can install them on the AYN Odin Pro and they can or and I can finally use those with the Xbox layout. But anyway, um, the Razer Edge, <laughs> the Razer Edge, um, it's basically going to be like a almost seven inch tablet. Um, that's basically the aspect ratio of most phones nowadays with a Razer Kishi um, controller attached to both sides of the device. So, um, and it's also going to have the Snapdragon G3X processor from Qualcomm, which will basically make it the most powerful Android-based handheld. And if, or, and since that will most likely be the case, I'm very excited to try it out and, you know, play some um, play some cloud gaming on it and also some native Android gaming on it. I'm not really all that into emulation. So, I mean, I don't really care about that. But, you know, to those who do, you know, more power to you. Um but yeah, um, the Razer Edge, I'm very excited and I can't wait to get my hands on it. There are just some other things that I got to get before I get the Razer Edge. But um, last but not least for the hardware section is the next TicWatch Pro device. I don't know if it's going to be the TicWatch Pro 4. Um, there are rumors that it's actually going to be called the TicWatch Pro 5. I don't know why they would skip 4 if that's the case, but 
Regardless, um, the next tick watch should be interesting because it's going to be the first one using the Qualcomm W5 Plus chip, I believe this was called. And if that's the case, then it may end up being the most powerful Wear OS smartwatch. Um, and then also with the TicWatch Pro devices, they also have good battery life um, with up to like two to three days of battery life. So, um, or because of the, um, or because of the uh, dual screen design of it. So I think that'll be awesome if that's the case and it may even best the pixel watch but we'll see um and then as far as software and services goes not a whole lot um it's really just two things that i'm excited about this year um and the first one being the fast or free ad supported streaming television that's what fast stands for that service uh, from warner brothers discovery so think of pluto tv but instead of being made by paramount it's actually made by warner brothers discovery and just thinking of the sheer brands that are under Warner Brothers Discovery, especially in terms of animation, you have Cartoon Network, you have Adult Swim, you have DC. Um, I mean, just like from those three alone, like that would present such interesting content. Um, and then you also have sub brands of those, like maybe there could be a Toonami channel. Maybe they could bring back the WB. Oh, or maybe even bring back Kids WB. Um, so, like, there are a lot of possibilities with a Warner Brothers Discovery service that's like Pluto TV or Tubi. Um, and I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how that plays out. Hopefully they don't screw it up like they've, or like Warner has, um, screwed up, um, HBO Max's rep or reputation as one of the best streaming services. It's now like, or it's now, um, kind of or now it's like kind of um, known as one of the worst streaming services. Uh, so I hope that they don't make the same mistakes that they did with HBO Max with this free service. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so look out for that. That hopefully should come before the end of this year. But yeah, um, I'll be very interested in seeing how that shakes out. And the next thing I want to talk about is Spoutable. And so Spoutable is a is a social media network um, that's basically or it's a Twitter alternative um, and it's being powered by the bot Sentinel, um, which is or which is a like an organization that like monitors uh bot activity on Twitter now they're making their own platform and I'm excited for it um simply because Twitter has been such a cesspool ever since Elon Musk took over um and so I'm very much looking forward to Spoutable and um, that's coming out February 1st. So it's right around the corner. Um, in fact, by the time this episode goes live, it'll be out in two days. Um, and so, 
Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to Spoutable. It seems like it's going to be a pretty good platform. And um, from people who have beta tested it, um, they've said good things about it. Um, And there are a lot of notable people on there already. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, And... When Spoutable drops, um, you can follow Cells and Circuits on it because I will definitely make sure to create a Cells and Circuits account. So um, look out for that um, and I'll edit the show notes to include it once Spoutable comes out on February 1st. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for my most anticipated tech of 2023. Let me know what yours or what your most anticipated tech of 2023 is on social media or on Discord. um, And we can continue the conversation there. But that's it for this topic. And I'll catch you in the next one. Up next, we'll get into our most anticipated video games of 2023. The Cells and Circuits podcast will return in a moment. All right, so last up, we're going to talk about my most anticipated video games of 2023. Now, this is a very short list, so I'm just going to go over them pretty quickly. Um, One of them is the Plucky Squire, which looks to be a 3D platformer that uh, looks gorgeous and is just full of color and very vibrant. Um, And I'm a sucker for 3D platformers, so I'm very, very hyped for the Plucky Squire. And that should be coming out sometime this year. Um, Next up is Disney Speedstorm. Now, Disney Speedstorm is a, or basically kind of like a Mario Kart alternative, if you think of it that way, but it's free to play. Um, And I don't know if it's going to be cross-play or not. I think it is, but I'm not sure. Um, But... If it is crossplay, that would be wonderful, um, especially for people who don't game on Nintendo platforms or people who would rather play on non-Nintendo platforms. Um, and so, yeah, um, hopefully Disney Speedstorm comes out sooner rather than later because I would like to, you know or I would like to just race or do a lot of casual races as my favorite Disney characters. But that's just me. Um, So yeah, look for Disney Speedstorm. Um, It's probably going to come out this year, um, but we'll see. Um, And then next up is Street Fighter VI. Now, I suck at fighting games. I'm not going to hold you. I I absolutely suck at fighting games, but I still love playing them. And Street Fighter VI looks amazing. But um, I'm worried about the kind of roster that it will have at launch. But we'll see. Um, We'll see once the game comes out. Um, Hopefully Akuma is actually in the game um, and not a DLC character because he was a DLC character in Street Fighter 5 I believe and he wasn't even a DLC character in Tekken which is owned by another company so that was pretty strange but anyway I'm still looking forward to Street Fighter 6 um, I'm also looking forward to playing um, as Kimberly and getting to know her moveset um, because she's a new character um, and yeah um, I think that's or those are the reasons why I'm excited for Street Fighter 6 um, so look forward or look out for that 
I believe it's coming out in June of this year. Um, I could be wrong, but sometime in the summer. Um, yeah. Um, last up is Forza Motorsport. Now, um, Xbox just had their developer direct um, where they showed off Forza Motorsport, but they didn't give out a release date. They just said it's coming out in 2023. I'm hoping that it's going to come out in the first half of 2023, but we'll see. Um, it may be pushed back to the second half, um, which if it is, that's okay. You know, delay the game if you need to. Um, and, you know, just so it'll be a better game. So, yeah, I'm very excited for Forza Motorsport. Um, I enjoyed playing Forza Horizon 5, and I still come back to it um, every now and then. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Forza Motorsport. Um, it'll be the first Forza Motorsport game um, that I play. And I know it's more of the sim genre, but we'll, but um, I'll see, or I'm excited to try it out um, and see how I like it, or if I like it. Um, and the best part about it is, since it's an Xbox first party title, it's going to be on Game Pass. So I don't have to drop $70 on it. Um, when it releases so that is going to be pretty exciting um, so look out for Forza Motorsport um, it's coming out sometime this year um, I'm excited to try it out um, and it just looks gorgeous um, all the cars look amazing um, and it's going to be 4k 60 FPS on the Xbox Series X according to the developers so yeah definitely looking forward to that um so look out for that uh or look out for forza motorsport later this year but yeah that's pretty much it i told you it was going to be a short one um but let me know what games you are anticipating this year um i know there's a lot coming out um um, a lot of it doesn't really interest me all that much, but I know that there are a lot of you who are into things like shooters and um, open world RPGs and stuff like that. So I definitely love to hear what your most anticipated video games of 2023 are. Um, so definitely let me know on social media or on Discord, and we can continue the conversation there. But that's going to wrap it up for this topic and this episode. I'll see you in the next episode. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cells and Circuits podcast. If you liked what you listened to, please give us a rating on the platform that you're listening on. If you're listening on YouTube, please give this episode a like and also consider subscribing to the channel. Lastly, be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things cells and circuits. Until next time, I'm Chibeze, signing off.